If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new season of The Bachelorette and a brand new season with us here at Baby Got Batch. I'm Camila Salazar. We're back with Baby Got Batch. I got overexcited. It's okay. I'm just so hyped. It's okay. I'm Camila Salazar, and my extremely hyped co-host is the one, the only, Brett Vergara. Oh my God. It's me. It's me, Brett Vergara. Hello. It's so good to be back with... Batch, little we're a little back with Batch. Back with and, Batch. Uh, baby came back. Oh yeah. We we baby got. We're just we're just going too far with this. We we got to we got a lot to talk about. We got to jump in. Got to go for it. But uh, I'm. It's good to be back. It's good to. Well, I mean, like we've we've chatted. We've chatted plenty. But oh, it's yeah. like good to be back in like this capacity. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. We've had a, some few odd interviews here and there with some of our bachelor nation faves we hope you guys really like those but now we're back to recapping and sharing our takes and just having fun chit-chatting over our favorite show and especially our favorite well i can't speak for you brett but my favorite show of the whole freaking franchise i'm pretty hyped brett how are you feeling I'm extremely excited too. I mean, I think a lot of us were just like very wiped out after Matt's oh season. My God. And and I will say like I'm 90 and now more so after having watched like 95% excited now, but there's still so a little excited. part of me that was like still recovering from just like the heaviness and like just the whoo of of Matt's season. So um, and I think, like, in general, we're, like, in a better place. Like, I think both of us are just more <laughs> mentally sound. So, like, that's ideal. So, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling more excited. Yeah, I'm so with you. Like, within the first, honestly, like, five, ten minutes of the new season, I just, like, had this overwhelming feeling of, like, relief and hype that I didn't I hadn't remembered feeling for the show in a very long time just like pure entertainment and happiness and like actual escapism not like something I had to deal with and I don't know it just kind of made me want to reflect a little bit on the last season you know not too much we're here to move forward but just kind of like you know the world is in a slightly better place now right like when we started the new season what the new season started like January 4th or something there was an insurrection yeah. an attempted coup in our country January 6th like we were like, like vaccine rollout was like, seemed like it was eons away. You know, right. we were dealing with already in the very first episode of Matt's season, we already saw like botched race conversations and it was just very, we were trying to be as optimistic as possible, but it was, it was hard and it felt like we, we were, you know, criticizing that season and I don't regret doing that, but it definitely felt like a chore to watch it versus like genuinely enjoying watching this thing and like commenting along the way, which is, you know, why yeah. we love talking about it is because we love finding joy from it, not from criticizing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to take a little bit more of a breath and not be like, 
oh, here we go. Another episode of Bachelor, like in the back of my mind. Um, Which is how we were. That's how we were last season. Like before we would have to like give each other like hype up pep talks before we did recordings because we were like, we got this. We got this. We're halfway through. We're almost there. Just three more episodes, two more. (laughs) And like that is absolutely not the feeling anymore. Yeah. That's not the ideal like fun vibes you're you're trying to get after with Baby Got Batch. We're trying to be all cutesy with the pun in our title and all of a sudden it's just like ready to just like get into the weeds of like how much that episode was problematic. You know, just, yeah. you know, just we, can, we, we can still do that but like with a little bit more um, sanity. Yeah. You know? And we'll always do that. We'll always call out the things that we see. But I think that. You are so right that we were like so we were so on our guard. We were so ready for for like, all right, what shit storm's coming next? Um, yeah. And I honestly like again, we're going to get into the episode, but I don't even think there was a single problematic thing this episode. Like, yeah, no, you? I mean, like <laughs> we got one <laughs> under our belt. Here we go. Like uh, that will take it. Amazing. That's uh, I think that's I think that's better than the track record for the last season. So yeah, that works. Yeah, and speaking of problematic things from the past season, the glaring number one thing I think we all can agree on was um, Chris Harrison in general, the way he was acting yeah. throughout the season, and you know his comments that ultimately led for him to depart and replacing him for the season are you know Tasha and Kalen Bristow. We absolutely love these women. And yeah. I was just wondering your like initial reaction when you heard the news, like, and how are you feeling like at the start of the episode when you first kind of saw them come out? Yeah, I mean, to TLDR it, incredibly fucking hype. Like it's yeah. just here's the thing is that obviously that's in responses to, you know, Chris's interview with Rachel Lindsay and mm-hmm. um but like even if all of that didn't happen, I still think it's an improvement, especially with Bachelorette, right? 5, like that's, I don't know. And like, you know, and that's not even, I mean, of course it's shady Chris Harrison, but like removing that factor, I think it's just like a better dynamic. And I just felt such this like kinship energy right away. And I thought that I was going to feel that going into it. So I'm glad it lived up to it. Plus I just love Tasha. I mean, I still think Tasha's season even if it was a bit unconventional, yeah. was my favorite season. So I will always like be more on board with bringing her in. And both of them are just such a good fit for Katie too. So it just such makes such sense. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. And something I noticed too was the Chiron that was, you know, when they Is that came how out. you say it? I think so. Oh well, my God. Like, I've been calling that's, it Chiron. That's how I've been saying it for, I've, I mean, I've been saying it all my life that way. I've been thinking all my life that way, but One I don't think I've wrong. ever heard it out loud. <gasps> no, Guys, who's right? Who's wrong? Email us, babygotbatchpot at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have nothing better to do. <laughs> like, actually. Um, but, so I remember when they were initially doing press, like before they had started filming, like when it was, like the first week it was announced, right? Mm-hmm. I remember there being some hesitancy to say like the word host, right? Right. Like I remember they were initially like, we're we're guides. We're guiding her through this process. Mentors. So when I saw that like, yeah, mentors, you know, I think they kind of interchanged some words. So I'm glad that they're like fully owning like we are co-hosts, damn it. You know? Yeah. That was like, all right, awesome. That's what we want to see. Yeah. I think that their energy with Katie was incredible. I think that, you know, 
Chris has always been kind of like a rock. Like I will, I will admit, like he's always been a rock in the franchise. He's the one thing that publicly that has always been there and stable year after year. But especially in recent years, you know, aside from those sit downs in the women tell all and in the after the final rose, I feel like that's where his role really was. And I feel like he was barely there actually throughout the seasons. And what we've learned, or at least what I've learned from interviewing these past um, contestants, I kind of assumed that he had some sort of working relationship with at least the people who made it kind of far on the shows. Right. Like definitely the leads, people who made it kind of far. And it turns out, you know, talking to Wills, talking to even to Rachel Lindsay, which, you know, teaser there, we have an interview with her coming out soon, but Ooh. they don't really have a relationship with him at all. And so that wasn't something that I was inventing in my mind that like, what is he even doing here? That was just true. And I think we're seeing a genuine relationship here between, you know, Katie and these two amazing former bachelorettes. And also, also like, yes, Chris has been there from the beginning, but like Chris also doesn't know what it's like to go through the process. And I think we all like forgot about that because he's just been there from Mm -hmm. the beginning. But I think seeing him alongside Matt, who had definitely never been through the process, I think hearing uh, the former bachelorettes talk to the current bachelorette, like I think you really see like they, they just want like they want her to succeed because they've been there before and they know it's freaking hard but they want her yeah, to succeed right. and they want her to have the time of her life because they had the time of their lives and they just want the best for her and i just love that yeah and then also and then on the note of you know him as in chris like not having gone through this experience before that again kind of goes to my point of controversy aside it, I think it just had kind of gotten to the point where, you know, maybe he wasn't like the most suitable person to be having some of these conversations because he hasn't been through it. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, uh, well, 30 something woman getting advice from this like 50 year old dude, like it's just not going to like hit as hard. It's not going to land always. And it's going to feel a little like awkward and disjointed. But yeah, like Tasha and Caitlin have such personal experience with it and then also are very similar to Katie. So there's just this deeper level that we can get to in these conversations instead of them feeling like surface level mentorship. I think we can get to a real place that we haven't even seen yet. You know, I think we're only going to get more. Yeah. And I love everything you're saying. And I think just before we get into, you know, the actual recap, I had one more question for you, Brett, and that is, you know, your thoughts and feelings for when Katie was actually announced for The Bachelor in the very beginning. Like, I know a lot of people were really hyped. A lot of people were disappointed. um, And a lot of people turned to you also for your opinion. And I was wondering if you would bless us with it once and for all. Oh, boy. It's a lot of pressure. Um, No, but like, I mean, of course, I'll preface this by saying I'm obviously a little biased. We've literally met, talked. uh, You guys are pals. um, But, you know, like that being said, it's like I know that there are a ton of people when Katie was announced, they were like, oh, hell yeah, like she's going to be an awesome lead. And then some people were mixed. Like they were like, oh, well, would she place like 10th or 11th? And like we're a bit kind of miffed about that in a way, uh, especially coming off of such a intense season, to say the least. But, you know, I will say I, I just really trust Katie's heart and like um, her at the helm in general, like at this franchise. And yeah, I just, I I think that she's not going to just kind of, you know, back down from how she wants things handled. I think she is going to be incredibly respectful of everybody in the process, even though it's a really fucking weird process, right? Like you're, you were even like seeing that 
you know, in her speech and like her talking in the rose ceremony, just acknowledging that it's a hard experience. So I think she's just very empathetic from what I've gathered. And I think that'll hopefully, but I would imagine, um, really play out in the season as well. So, uh, I'm just really excited and I hope the people who aren't like fully on board yet will get to see that too. Yeah. I think that's super well said. Yeah. And without further ado, shall we get into the first episode of Bachelorette 2021? Is that what year it is? Yeah, yeah it okay. is. Let's do it. <laughs> Woo! Um, so <laughs> one thing that I loved about uh, this season that I texted Brett about is that I mean, part of this is definitely COVID, right? Like, you know, you can't have like a big live studio audience um, in mm-hmm. Corona times, which is definitely, even though we're seeing the country open up, like this was definitely filmed still in like Corona times. Um, but I love the stripped back nature of it. It feels way more formulaic in a good way. Like it feels like a return to like the original old school, you know, bachelor, bachelorette. So we don't have a live studio audience. We don't have a lot of fluff or filler, you know, no, no watch parties, no like batch nation alums, you know, chiming in with their three, four, five cents here and there. And it starts first with just like a whole season teaser. The only thing that I remember literally which is this is my audio brain, was that the most dramatic part of that teaser that I remember. My time with Katie is more important than yours. But that was very obviously to me like Frankenbitten, which for yeah. some of our listeners may know this, some may not. Um, but a Frankenbite is in post-production, like in reality TV. When you edit someone's sentence, you cut it up and rearrange the words. So they're kind of saying something that they don't really mean. That's not the purpose of it. Sometimes it's just, if someone says a really long, windy sentence and it's like, we don't have time for that, you shorten it. But a lot of times, you know, people's words can be easily misconstrued by some creative editing in post-production. Yeah. And another like good, like little flag for it is if you, if you're not actually seeing them say the words, it's like, wait a minute, why'd you all of a sudden pan away from that person's lips moving? Interesting. Yeah, it's like you'll pan to a reaction shot in the middle of a sentence and then back to them by the end of the yeah. sentence. That's a good indicator that there's been a Franken bite. Um, so just looking at look out for that, friends. <laughs> um, yeah, that montage uh, trailer got me hyped. And then we cue Katie's intro. Yeah, and like the thing that I liked with Katie's intro, but it was also a reminder for me is like. I mean, this applies to Katie and it also applied to like obviously so many women on that season. I was realizing like we didn't really get to know a lot. You know, I mean, obviously we knew a little bit about um, Katie's father and like that moment with uh, Sarah Trott. But I don't think I actually remembered that that she was like a child of divorce and that she grew up poor. Like I was like, did that come up? I'm trying to actually remember. I don't, I don't remember think that it at did, all. But it could be wrong, yeah. But it's like, man, that would have been pretty easy to mention, at least the divorce part. Yeah. So it's like, wow, we really learned nothing. We, it just was uh, lots of drama constantly. <laughs> I honestly felt the same way. I was like, okay, good. Because at first I was like, oh, this is for the people that don't know Katie. And I'm like, it me, I don't know Katie. Like, what? And the other thing, too, is like beyond just like – it being apparent that we didn't actually learn a ton about like Katie's background and her parents and all of that. Um, I again, liked this idea that we're sort of getting this, um, you know, not particularly traditional narrative of like my 
parents are my beacon of hope for love because they've been together for 50 years. Even if they're only 60 years old, they've just been like attached to the hip from the very beginning. And that's my exact model. It's just kind of nice to, I don't know. I mean, biasly, because I have a you know similar story there. It's just nice to see like, oh, that's different. And we see other kind of unconventional narratives later yeah. on in the episode too. Yeah, I mean, same. I also am a child of divorced parents. I fuck pretty brutally divorced parents. And so, and it's happy that we're all seeing us all represented emotionally. And so, after the little intro, we see Caitlin and Tasha driving up in a convertible. And then they kind of like talk to each other slash to us, the camera, about Katie for a little bit. And I got to say, this is where it's very clear that Chris Harrison is an expert. And, you know, these women are just starting their hosting journeys. And that's fine. That's fine. It almost gave it like an extra little charm, I thought, you know, of like, we're doing our best, but we're going to have fun doing it. And that, the authenticity of that showed through, I felt. It was very clear that they were there to have fun and they were just going to work on it. And they're, and I bet you anything by the end of the season, they're going to sound way more relaxed and, and, and not, you know, these are my lines. Check. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious with the rest of the season if it's going to be like Caitlin and Tasha at the same time always, or if they're going to like oh. split it off. Where it's like, oh, like I think Tasha can kind of relate to like this point or like this relationship with this anecdote a little bit more versus like, oh, like Caitlin can experience uh, or has some familiarity with this experience and kind of letting them be individuals themselves. I think that would be kind of an interesting take too. And that would also probably help like the the co-hosting uh nerves or getting used to it a little bit because then you're you can own it a little bit more, own yeah. the moment a little bit more instead of being like, Oh, I don't want to cut Tasha off and like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to cut Caitlin off, you know, it's a balance. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way, but that'd be really interesting if that does happen. So then next we have the uh, intro packages. Usually these are the, you know, at home, like, you know, people are like their home life sneak peek yeah. things. And I think I've noticed in recent years they've shortened them because before it would be like four guys. And you're like, okay, one of these is going home tonight and the other three are like finalists. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you know, right. they're making them smaller and then adding more men in the mix here. And a lot of it, you know, probably because of COVID and stuff is a lot of self-recorded stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So we get like eight up top. So generally speaking, what were your kind of like thoughts on like these first eight that we got a little bit of a preview of? Yeah. Well, right before the eight, there was, I think there was kind of a bit of like a a mashup, right? Of stuff. Yeah. And I really loved um, the guy saying bye to his grandma. I thought that was like very cute. Um, That's like the main thing that stuck out to me. And then everyone else is all like excited and happy to be there. I'm like, yeah, you should be because Katie's freaking best and then um of the men of those first eight quite a few stuck out to me um i was like lol brendan the toronto guy with his strong as hell canadian accent i thought it was very adorable my name is brendan i'm 26 years old from toronto canada obviously anyone from miami stands out to me because for the eight millionth time guys i'm from miami so um that stuck out to me my name is carl smith i'm a motivational speaker I'm a mover, I'm a shaker, I'm always traveling. I get to experience an amazing lifestyle. I live by the beach. But the motivational speaker thing is a little interesting to me. No shade or anything, but like I just wonder where that comes from or what type of motivational speaking he does. I would like to yeah, learn a little bit right. more about that. Um, yeah. He does look like he lives his best life in Miami, which I'm always happy for anyone living their best life in Miami. And then um, 
Andrew S., the guy with like the, the Vienna guy with like the accent thing or whatever, I could not not notice that he did the Renegade TikTok dance on ABC. Um, that for some reason I was like, worlds colliding there, you know? <laughs> um, that's very, very Gen Z of him. Uh, he's not, he's 26. He's a young millennial, or maybe it's a millennial. I'm not here to label him that way. He is who he is. Exactly. But it just really, I was, that to me was like a, the most jarring thing. Like, oh, my worlds are, my TikTok and my, it's, <laughs> it's colliding and I don't know what to do. And then the last one that really, really stuck out to me was, you know, Mike, 31 year old gym owner. Most people, when they see me, they think I'm a huge player, but that's not actually morally where I'm at. So I'm, I'm waiting for marriage. So I've never had sex. And that, you know, just sticks out to me because as I've also mentioned casually before, I, well, I'm not doing that. Sorry. I felt like I was hyping myself up for that. I'm not doing that. But I was, you know, already a seasoned adult when I began having um, sex. So for me, it's kind of like, I kind of understand like when it, you're a certain age and like people are like, what the fuck? So part of me is I'm, yeah, I'm kind of interested in hearing how his storyline plays out. So those were yeah. like immediate things that came to my mind from that, yeah. from those intro packages. Yeah. You know, again, like I think it's super valid as far as like, you know, when people get into their a relationship for the first time, sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's later when people like quote unquote lose their virginity. It's like sometimes earlier, sometimes later. Mm-hmm. Obviously the context of this season is interesting with Katie because it's like being billed very clearly. It's like, this is going to be a sex positive season. So yeah. of course there was going to be like, uh, you yes. know, it, it's almost interesting too. It's like the first thing that's out of like his mouth too. It's like, you know, my name is Mike and I'm a virgin, like just right away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, well here we go. But, um, I guess we'll see how Mike is. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Colton's season where they're like, you know, he was the virgin bachelor and they're one-upping right. him with Heather, right? It seems yeah. like very specific, <laughs> a very specific casting choice. So that's another reason why I'm looking forward to seeing his storyline play out because at first, I first I was like, I rolls is going to be another Luke asshole. And then he very immediately was like, I'm all for sex positivity. This is just like my decision. And that's kind of what caused me to have a little bit more empathy for him and yeah. really, and then wonder what the heck's going to happen yeah. with him. And you can be like a little bit more receptive to it because he yeah. made that additional clarification yes. too, which is important. Yes. Anyone else got your eye? Yeah. So one, acknowledging like the supercut of guys, I applaud you for picking out <laughs> guys and references in that because this like when I every single time, every single season, like we get like that quick supercut where I need like again, like the Chiron, Chiron. I need that in the very beginning. Until I see like a name that's literally like printed <laughs> on the forehead of these men or women for that matter. Like I just can't I can't do it. You know, I'm like, nope, I'm not I literally like made a cognizant choice. To just like not register that whole moment because I'm like, no, nope, I, I don't, I have no connection with these men and yet I need a name. You know, you can't start. To, I mean, the the cute moment with your grandma that like did stick with me. But beyond that, I like blacked out. I can't remember who that was. Guy. I should have probably rewinded yeah. before we started this. But yep. well, like, listen, we just know someone did it. It was cute. But like, we can't give points to anybody. No, because, the points you know, don't start up. until your name pops up on our screen. I think that's the rule. I think that's what. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, my general thoughts on like the first batch that we got here with these intros and, you know, I can't wait to like bite my words later with this, but uh, <laughs> as of right now, my naive stance is like all of these guys seem just like pure and wholesome and Dude, lovely. Yes. Like there's, there's extreme adorkable energy, which I'm very here for. Yes. So hard. And I can also see that being like a good fit for 
Katie, Katie. too. Because, again, like, Katie's, like, a very strong personality. And, you know, again, like, strong personalities can go with other strong personalities just fine. But I can almost see, like, that dynamic of, like, strong personality, someone who's a little bit more, not, like, reserved, but I don't know. It's, like, a again, the opposites attract, balancing each other out sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can kind of see it. And, yeah, there's no one here in this batch that I was like, oh, I don't really like this guy. Some favorites. I appreciated the uke in the tub. Little, <laughs> the, the first one right out the gate. Yeah. Was that Connor? Uh, that was, yeah, Connor B. Mm-hmm. My initial thought, and I don't know why my brain went here, was like, because he was, you know, from Nashville. And I'm like, is this, I, I envisioned a world where there's like, the the good brother and the evil brother and the oh evil brother is Jed oh my God, and the good brother is Connor B. You know, it's just like if they're they're like the light in the dark. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I was like eye roll a musician classic. Like I wonder why he's here, but as we know, you know, Connor ends up being one of Katie's favorites, and and I'm not in disapproval of that because he ended up being real freaking adorable. And here's the thing is he's also a math teacher. So like it <laughs> neutralizes it. You know, it I've got does. a soft spot helps, for teachers for, sure. for all of time, especially after the pandemic. So I'm like, okay, you can do like whatever yeah. musician from Nashville nonsense and we're, <laughs> we're good. True. Uh, and then the other favorite was uh, the other two, I would say, were uh, Andrew S., which, you know, you mentioned the right. Renegade TikTok mm-hmm. dance, but he also did the Bridgerton reference, which I was really impressed with because it was like super timely. What what was the reference? Because you, you're giving me props for catching something. I watched Bridgerton. I did not catch a reference at all. What, what, what was it? So one, when he was talking in the British accent, he was saying like, oh, I burn for you. I'm not going to try to do a British accent right no. now. I truly, truly burn for you. I I burn for you like in the chest right here, you know, kind of like heartburn, but not really heartburn. What I'm trying to say is that I'm on fire, but I'm not on fire. Like I'm, I'm on fire for you. That line is thing. like the big, the big Bridgerton, you know, line. My mom was big Bridgerton fan. So like that was my world's colliding. It's like my mom, like, you know, we haven't, we haven't <laughs> talked yet about this premiere episode, but I know that that's going to be like the first thing when we get on the phone, she's going to be like, Andrew S is my favorite for this superficial reason. Uh, so he's just dropping, he's trying to pander to all the audiences. He's got, like, he's got like the TikTok references. He's got, and here's the thing is like, I was thinking, you know, that like kind of just came out and then like filming was a little while ago. He had to be like, right. He was right on top of it. You know, are they allowed to watch Netflix in quarantine? Like, what are they allowed to do? I don't do? think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, it came out like right, not like right before, but it was like last, like fall, winter, I think is when it yeah. came out. So he had time, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. not a ton. So he's not on a ton. It, no, clearly. it was very, very timely. I agree. Yeah. But then my other favorite from this, and I think it just carried through a good amount, is Trey. He just seems really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And he's the uh, software engineer. He was playing harmonica. He was reading that, like, sweet oh, note Another from his musician. Mom. Another, <laughs> yeah, just, once again, another musician. Another harmonica player comes to, to steal the limelight. Uh, listen, if we don't get, like, a uh, jam band uh, battle between Connor B on the uke and Trey on the harmonica, those would. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be, I want to see it. Um, but yeah, there's just like some good dudes. Yeah. Good dudes in this batch already. I feel a need to point out, we did talk about all of them, some of them briefly, except for Greg, the last one, uh, the New York, you know, New York rep and Greg, who ends up yeah. getting the first impression rose. And I just remember thinking, 
I couldn't quite place him like where he would be when we watched this. He was kind of talking about how he was the youngest and how, you know, they're all asking him like when he's going to find someone to pop out a kid for him kind of thing. Right. Um, And so I couldn't quite place. I was like, either he's going home early or he's making it to the end. And that was what I remember thinking right then. Literally the only thought that I had about Greg and I couldn't separate myself from it was that he looks like a disheveled Evan Hansen (laughs) or isn't Evan Hansen already disheveled. But like more, like kind of like, <laughs> like even more so, you know, like, you know, Evan Hansen, maybe he's like, I literally know nothing about the plot line of Evan Hansen. So yeah. this is going to be tastefully, uh, you know, inaccurate. But it's like, <laughs> I imagine Evan Hansen is like a theater kid, you know, like he's just kind of kind of like that, that clean cut ish look, but like, you know, a little bit disheveled. This is like, uh, you know, Greg is like the cool theater kid or like he also like plays a little bit of uh, like jazz on the side or whatever, you know, he's a little bit more indie, if you will. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm completely just like unhinged like thoughts over here and that I don't even know if we're fully anchored, but that's just like what I thought of. I couldn't not see Evan Hansen when I looked at Greg's face. Um. So after that, we get Katie pulling up to the limo in her gorgeous reddish dress. Yeah. I think that something that I didn't realize when Chris officially was put on hiatus for this season was that we didn't know how it affected Katie. I mean, we knew how it literally affected Katie, right? He's not going to be there. But we didn't know what she knew. We didn't know, you know, we quickly later found out about Tasha and Caitlin, we also, you know, you have to realize that this was announced, like he was getting ready to be a part of the season and the plug was pulled like a few days before she started filming. So I didn't realize right. that she legitimately thought she was going to be there alone. Like I had yeah, no idea right. of that. And so to see her talk about it, I was equal parts kind of excited for her to be, like, to, I just wanted to shake her and be like, no, you have help. Yeah. Don't worry. They're on their way. But also it was kind of sad. Like I was a little no, I I agree. No, like that was the funny thing. Like watching that is like when you like know the end of a movie, so you know it's all gonna be okay. But you know when she said like stuff like this, it's hard having all these questions and no one here to help me. Like even though I knew the ending of the movie already and that it was gonna be okay, I still felt like weird sadness. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be okay. Like just like I wanted to leap through the screen and hug her and be like, or pat her on the back, being like, just wait, it's gonna be all right. But yeah, it still uh, fucked me up a little bit, a little sad. And then again, she's like, oh, I'm gonna navigate this on my own. And then we get the most delightful plot twist. Little did she know what we knew. Um, so of course. They come and surprise her. It's really fun. She's like really looking. She's like, where the fuck is this limo? Like she's, you know, I, can you imagine her standing there waiting to meet a guy and not having talked to anyone except like her producer? Like that, that is intense. And so of course they surprise her. They're like, oh, we're going back inside. It's so much fun. I loved the vibe. Like I, I was texting Brett while I was watching this because I, watched it a little bit before him and I was at several points I was just like I'm already crying I'm already crying and this is one of those moments where I was like literally got emotional and it was just the girl gang energy female power vibe but not yeah. just like in a yeah women rule men drool way but just like in a sisterhood like family like genuine hype up way yeah. I just loved it so much I was really excited that like because that was a hopeful 
thought that I had that we were going to like get that kind of energy. I was glad that it was like palpable right away. Like yeah. the first right moment. Away. It felt just, you know, again, it's like those rare moments watching Bachelor where something just kind of goes through the screen a little bit more and you feel it and you were like, ooh, like, all right, that's like, you know, that's like the Bachelor sweet spot. And I feel like that was one of those, These, this was one of those moments for sure. I will say also something I was grateful for <laughs> was like when they were sneaking up on her, I legitimately thought they were going to like scare the shit out of yeah, her. Yeah, me too. Like I thought one of them was going to like just scream her name. And I was like, oh, no, don't do that. Like she's probably so stressed out yeah. already. The last thing she needs is like a casual heart attack. Yeah. And then like that's the preview of the ambulance pulling up. It's right at the beginning. <laughs> you scared the shit out of your bachelorette. And Surprise secondary bachelorette coming in. once again once again the plot twist of the season um i will say you know so that like once they're sitting down you know they're giving um they're giving katie advice she did ask for two pieces of advice and they gave her one but it's fine we'll let that slide um (laughs) but it did remind me is that in other in other premieres Something that we had seen, you know, because Chris Harrison is the host, we had seen, you know, whether it was a male or female lead, you know, former Bachelor and Bachelorettes coming to give them advice. And so, of course, Key didn't have that either. Why? Because she was going to have two hosts for Bachelorettes to do that. So I really liked that moment. Um, and I feel like the advice I give is some that we've seen in a few other past seasons, like not every single year, but I also think it's genuinely very good advice. I feel like I reference this all the time. But I remember Sean Lowe saying Catherine did not stand out to him night one. Like he kind of didn't start to fall for her until like halfway through. And look at them. They're like one of the most successful Bachelor Nation couples. They are so freaking cute and wholesome. And so for me, I'm like, that is key because of Sean and Catherine. And so obviously I'm just glad that we, we get to see what we were talking about earlier. Like that genuine, like we've been here before and we've got you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, advice that can just go a little bit further than what Chris could ever do, you know? And that's not his fault. It's just the reality of the situation. Just the reality of the situation. But with that, should we get into not every, you know, here's the thing is like not get into every guy. Cause there's so, Oh, many. there's too there's many so guys. Many there's too many. There's so many men. So Camila, what do you think about like doing a round Robin of like picking like a random dude where you liked the limo entrance, like talk about why you liked it. And we can go back and forth for like, I don't know, six, eight. I don't know. What are we thinking? Maybe it's like we each get three. I think that's too few. Okay. How about we each get like five? five? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Do you want to do like back and forth style? Like, yeah, let's say like this. We can have this be like extremely kickball team in high school slash middle school energy where it's like, I'm going to pick so-and-so for my faves kickball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I would like to start if that's okay. So I'll, I'll be gracious. At some point, you know, Katie was like, oh, they're all really hot. And I have to admit a lot of them were really hot. I remember thinking like the first few, I was like, damn, they're all hot. Like what? But I remember, I think it was the third one. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, I think it says here, third, Andrew M., Deputy District Attorney, Newport Beach, California, Lala. It makes this even funnier, 31, because I just remember thinking, maybe, and maybe this, give him better of the doubt. This could be camera angles. This could be height difference. But the way they shot it, it looked like he couldn't stop staring at her boobs. And I was, like, giggling. <laughs> 
I don't know why I was just giggling. And then at the end, he was in his confessional right afterwards. He was like, oh, she's so hot. And, I was, and it made it, <laughs> it made it more like, oh, that's probably what you were doing. <laughs> I mean, she looked incredible. I kind of don't blame him, but it was just so funny because it looked like he was having, he was like, struggling to like look up. He just, I don't know. I could not, I was giggling so hard. So wait, so are you awarding? Is that your first I kickball don't think, team choice? Is I guess, M? okay. I know we said kickball team choice, but maybe it's just stand team. out. Just stand <laughs> out. Okay, so this is just Camila's kickball team of things that really stood out to her that she thought were fun to recap. Listen, any you can pick your team however you want. These so are like, not, not my faves. Your standards. These are okay. not my faves. Right. These are people whose entrances stood out to me for better or for worse. All right, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Right, that's so Andrew M. That's your so that's your captain. He's not my captain. Stop putting he's stop putting words in my mouth. No, no, he's just first in order of the learn. Stop it. Stop it, Brett. Go, your turn. <laughs> All right, so my captain is uh let's see, hold on. I gotta go through my notes. This oh, drum roll here. Oh, interesting. I'm interesting. gonna say my number one is I'm gonna say it's Trey. I mean, listen, because I was already vibing with Trey in the very beginning just because of his cute little intro, his note from his mom and all of that. But then you got Trey coming out here with a truck with a ball pit in the back. Like how this is just like it's so cute and fun. And now I want to go on that date. Like I, that was something I never knew that I needed in my life is a truck ball pit date. But now I'm not going to be satisfied until I get that. And then on top of that, I admired his many a pun use, his many a ball pun use. I was going to say that. But like, I like how it was also like wholesome, you know? It's- yeah, he tastefully did not use yeah. a, a sexual ball pun, which, which... Listen, which would have been like fine been if fine. he did. Would have been fine. And Katie did one, would have been fine, but... Yeah, but I appreciate that he didn't kind of go for like the... Uh, the obvious you know, fruit, like the, the low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. So I think for that reason, you know... Trey is my captain. Trey's number one. Okay, so the next person who I'm going to pick on my team of just people who stood out to me, nothing of note of importance at all, um, is Gabriel, who he got out of the limo and I literally like gasped. Like I thought he was so incredibly handsome, but not in an obvious way. Like I don't think he, I don't really have a physical type. I think everyone who knows me personally knows that. But something about him was like the air. I don't know. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then it said he was 35, which, again, people who know me know I don't like older guys. So part of me was like, oh, he's too old for me. But I don't know. They started speaking and he, you know, goes to kind of like give her this like deep breathing inhale, exhale hug, which I actually thought was very like intimate and special. So I wanted to like share with you one of my favorite hugs. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna embrace here. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. That's nice. You know, I feel I feel pretty connected. I hope that helps calm things down a bit. Yes, that's great. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you. Yes, I'll see you inside. See ya. He's cute. I honestly yeah. couldn't tell from the music if it was awkward or good. So that kind of threw me a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, is she not? Maybe she's not feeling this. Maybe she doesn't really like this. I was a little confused. But then yeah. afterwards, she turned around and she was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And I was like, yes, thank you. Same. 
So, um, <laughs> yes, I was looking for Gabriel Entrepreneur from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina all night afterwards. He was probably my favorite just like impromptu first impression. So oh, for that damn. reason, he is going on my on my team. I will say I didn't know how I felt about the hug and I still don't. Because like I do think that I could almost see that being on like a one-on-one date, like the first one-on-one date. But I thought it might have been a little early because I, I don't know if I if that if I was just doing that with someone for the first time meeting them, I don't know if I would. And this is someone who appreciates, you know, vulnerability, yeah. intimacy, what have you. Um, I don't know. I was I was struggling with how to feel, and then I was wondering: is the music that's playing underneath it biasing me? I think it was the music. I don't know so what it was. So many people hugged her because I, I was, I was thinking about all these things yeah. too. I'm like, did he cross a line? I don't get it. I genuinely think it was the music because so many of them hugged her, you know, and a lot of them were kind of like, yeah, let's be present, whatever, blah blah blah. And I think I just have such um, like a an affinity or like a soft spot for, you know, deep breathing and like breath work and like kind of like, like the stress release that can come with mm. a big exhale and like with like the intimacy um of like human physical touch like. Um, as we've spoken about in other episodes, like physical touch is one of my love languages. So I don't know. I just yeah. really was like, I think that if she, I mean, a spoiler alert, like he freaking goes home. Well, we think he goes home. We're not sure, but, um, spoiler alert, he goes home. So like, obviously he wasn't memorable or, or whatever, but if she had really been interested in it or down for it or whatever, I think the music would have been different and we would have all been like romantic moment, but I guess that's just life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so who's your next guy? All right, so next up, drum roll, is Andrew S. So this is Bridgerton Man. This is Renegade Man. I think the main reason I'm doing this is because like, I was pretty impressed by the accent. Like, I would have been tricked, I think. I was a little confused, like the accent was british but he was like from vienna i'm like this doesn't like align i feel like the accent would be different my theory on that the traditional people from vienna are not black right so like if he is from vienna he is like an immigrant or a child of immigrants from some generation back and so one thing that i do know about people who learn foreign languages um in europe is that they tend to learn english the british way Sometimes they learn it the American way, okay. but sometimes they learn it the British way. So yeah, that's my that's my personal anecdotal experience on that. That like I've met many a European who, if they learned English early enough, then their accent will yeah. be either American or British. So that was so for me that gave him plausible deniability. Yeah, so that that makes sense. I do like how I really like the invested backstory here, where it's like you know the easy you know get it's like oh I'm from England you know, but it's like no I'm gonna go a little bit further with that really you know. Add some spice to the backstory that I'm about to literally admit. Invent. Uh, yeah. So I, I just appreciated his commitment to the bit. I almost went, wish it went like a little bit longer where he had done the reveal, uh, like in a one-on-one moment with Katie later on. I'll like, like, yeah, like, tri- like trick the guys for a little bit too. Like that would have been fun. But listen, I get it's probably a hard bit to keep up with. Yeah, I get that. All right. Number three, what do you got? I'm trying to. Who I liked. See, now now I'm getting nervous because, like, I'm surprised that we haven't clashed yet with faves. Yeah. Because I'm waiting for you to, like, take someone off my team. And I'm like, damn it. But it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Next guy that I, that is on my team, not because I am rooting for him, but because I just enjoy, just because I would like to comment on their uh, intro, is 
Cody, the zipper sales manager. Let's take a moment to reflect on that. What the heck is that? He sells zippers? Like, is this like a, he sells them to fashion brands, warehouses? Like, what? We, we, I need to know. <laughs> Got a lot of questions. You know what my immediate thought when I saw zipper salesman was like, huh, zipper salesman, that's interesting. But then I was like, maybe he's like a titan of like the zipper sales industry yeah. like maybe he's like the chris souls to farming as like he is to zippers and he's just like a <laughs> you know multi-millionaire because like if you want a zipper you gotta go to him you gotta he's got the monopoly <laughs> i'm just imagining now like have you met my father the inventor of zippers <laughs> <laughs> listen it could be we, we gotta fact check this he very well could come from like this prestigious the zipper uh, empire you know, zipper the, North the zipper, zipper empire. empire yeah exactly listen it's like it's like an underground where i'm waiting for like the netflix special that like really unpacks <laughs> unzips this world if you will for all of us and we just learned the dark underbelly of the zipper industry you know i'm waiting um <laughs> so cody secret uh, heir to the zipper throne um he kind of i'm not gonna lie one of my first thoughts was like he looks like colton he gives me like big like colton energy vibes which also i, see that. I thought was a little interesting that um Tasha and caitlin were like Oh, he's hot. I mean, don't he is objectively attractive. But yeah, that was just my first thought. I was like, oh, this is some Colton, Colton vibey. Like, again, not in a negative way, not personality-wise, just like strictly physical. And then he kind of starts saying to her, you know, like during quarantine was rough and hard and like I had to make a friend to like really help me through. We've been intimate, we've been best friends, and it's been a shoulder cry on someone that's listened to me. And she's actually here right now in the limo. Oh, let's meet her yep okay are you sure yes okay i'm nervous too wait here okay i'll get her what the i don't know it's, it's a blow-up doll it's not a blow-up doll yeah <gasps> oh my god <laughs> yes she is a little shy and as he's talking i'm like is he parroting back almost exactly what she said to matt so i brought something from home okay that's really special to me and i thought i'd share it with you you know, this pandemic was really hard for me, and this just really got me through a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping to pass the torch to you. <laughs> I was like, I already know something. And oh, I was yeah. like, this is going to be the beginning of all the sex jokes. Like, I can kind of feel it. And, and I was kind of right. There was a big sex joke montage okay. shortly following. And he goes back to the car. Everyone's kind of freaking out. They're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And he comes back with Sandy the sex doll. And I, I just felt like I knew it. I was like, this is funny. He did his homework, not only in the sense of like, okay, you know, the sex positive bachelorette, because a lot of men had that, but the fact that it's so mirrored her limo entrance and it was matched that level of like absurdity, like straight up, like this is a thing that you stick your penis in. And I brought it here <laughs> to show you what I did in my free time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just really enjoyed that. I actually didn't even make that. I didn't even make that connection to the uh, like Katie bringing the dildo, but like that obviously makes the most sense. You know, mm -hmm. look at him go. Mm -hmm. Good old Sandy. I did honestly think that Sandy was going to be like his daughter up until like certain lines that gave it away. Because I think I had missed the like oh like I had to make a new friend or like whatever that line was. Because it was like oh, when I was hearing like oh there was someone who was very special to me. I'm like it's going to be like his daughter and it's going to come out. It's going to be adorable. And it did not go in that direction. Nope. To say the least. Not so, at all. Well. 
it's okay. There's some other fathers in there. So, you know, got it covered. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, so my third is I'm going to say my third goes to I'm going to say my third goes to John. And this was who Katie was like, oh, like, that's my type. Like, oh, shit. Like, did he hear me? Like, oh, play it cool. Like, I thought that was a very cute moment. Plus, like, and again, this is very superficial, but like in a good way. Is it like, I just like trust his face. Like, he was just very like beaming, smiley energy. I'm like, John seems like a good dude. I trust John. And uh, that's based off of nothing. You know, it's based off of just like being real. Based off that sweet, sweet smile he had on his face. That's it. He was got that charming smile. He you know? did. What did I say? Literally golden boy smile. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my third. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got fourth. Okay. Fourth. Let's see. I think I want to give it to James, the box man, just because. Mm, good choice. At first I was getting like super Boxman, Boxman Empire vibes from I don't even know what season that was. Like Becca Kufrin, <laughs> Hannah P. Yeah. Just this guy who had a super like loud intro package and he was just like, I'm the Boxman. And it was very like funny and nervous. <laughs> 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 Hannah, this package isn't complete without you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay. How you doing? You look beautiful. I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. I can't wait to get to know you. And I just want you to know that you check all of my boxes. (laughs) That was good. What was your name again? Joe. Joe. Nice to meet you. The box king. The box king. I like it. He he went home that night one, and I don't think anyone was surprised, um, except maybe him. But that was really what I was getting from that. And... When he didn't pop out or jump out and he was just like, find me inside, I was like committing to the bit, taking a new direction. I'm interested. And then, you know, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I kind of assumed that, and maybe this is true, like maybe she did literally see him like first in the beginning, but, you know, editing wise, we don't see her coming to talk to him until like halfway through the cocktail party and we see him have like confessionals in the box and we see him just like sitting next to a bunch of dudes who are just like damn he's still in there huh it was just so funny to me i was really like is it it would i would bet it would be like hot in there too you that's know, what like i'm you're thinking in a suit. yeah i mean I will, and we'll get to like his review like when we go to the cocktail party but like just for the sheer like not even popping out in the very very beginning that to me was funny and noteworthy and like you know doing the the weird thing is a risk so I think it yeah. was like tastefully done. And I think also the fact that we reveal later that he's actually like conventionally attractive and, you know, charming. I think that also helps. But, you know, it wasn't like the box man that I previously mentioned who was 
unfortunately, I think set up for failure. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so he so he stood out to me, and I thought the commit it was a commitment to the bit that really got me. Yeah. Well, when you when you commit to the bit, you know you've got to be real comfortable that that bit can very easily become your legacy. You know, so you have to really have like a deep conversation with your soul. Exactly. Oh my God. Wow. Well, they're taking it real dark. I was just going to be like your, your spirit. You're like, <laughs> oh, you know, fun. But like, let's just take it there, Camila. <laughs> let's just take it there. But speaking of committing to the bit and also having to be comfortable with it just following you for all of time is my four is cat boy Connor B, the math teacher from that. Just, you know, like, again, appreciate the uke. Appreciate like just the... The, uh, you know, general like, oh, like you in the bathtub. That's fun. But yeah. then now he's a cat boy, too. He's got it all. You know, he's a triple threat, if you will. He's a teacher. He's got the uke stuff. And he can like, you know, he's got a lot of cat puns. So that's like, what else do you need in a partner, really? I did appreciate the puns that he had because, again, he didn't necessarily go for the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like there's a lot of the perfect, you know, you can do that direction. But I liked the mice to finally meet you. Get it? Because like cat and mouse, mm-hmm. like, oh, we have fun. And, and then, then he cleared his throat for a while. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, again, commitment to the bit. Really thought this through. Uh, my name's Connor. I'm a math teacher from Nashville. Oh, my God. And I heard you were a huge cat lover. I think I'm in love. <laughs> So I was hoping that this uh, would make you want to ask me out. I think it's perfect. Yeah, that was some 4D chess cat pun shenanigans, you know? So respect. Mm-hmm. Respect the game. Respect the hustle. Um, For my last person, it's kind of hard Man. because there's so many Man. people and there were so many entrances. Um. And just so many things that I want to comment on, but I guess that's why we're doing the five so that we don't waste a million. <laughs> but I guess that's why we're doing the five. But I guess I just want to, for my fifth, I'm just going to say uh, both Marcus and Josh because they're cute as heck. And I thought they were adorable. You cheater. <laughs> but I have nothing else you to say, cheater. but I can't, I can't even remember their limo entrances. They were just cute. They were just, I'm just like have little crushes on them. I mean, Josh is from Miami, so like he kind of gets it. He... He, well, I don't even know if he's from there, if he just lives there now. Actually, that changes things. Maybe he's just a Floridian. Hmm. Okay, that'll be on mm. pin for further notice. But anyway, they're just super cute. I just really like them. If you're making me pick someone based on something to comment on, I think now we're getting now we're getting like third. We're we're really diversifying this fifth choice over here. Wow. I mean, I'll allow it, but just uh, know that there's some judgment. I mean, it would just be it would just be Courtney. Courtney, I like. You know, he's leaning into. The fact that his name is spelled in an unconventional way. He like really did like a Q U alliteration thing that was very well rounded, you know, very like cutesy, very, you know, mature, but then also sprinkled in some of those some of those, you know, sexy puns that we have grown to see throughout the entire limo entrance um ordeal. So without question, you look beyond beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like no less than a queen. Finally getting to meet you was definitely worth the quarantine. I'm glad. Uh, Katie, I'm looking forward to this quest to spend some quality time together. Wow. I feel like this moment was right on cue. Not to sound quirky. Oh, no. But my name is Courtney. Oh! With a Q. Okay. So, now that we're acquainted, I just want to say that I hope that you come to the right conclusion. At the end of this, I know there are going to be a lot of hard 
oh. decisions to make. <laughs> but my tongue could go on for hours. <laughs> so oh enjoy this. Okay. Let's have a great time. Oh my god, I love it. I uh, I like how with your third cheating choice, you took my no. Choice. Just real <laughs> fucked up, real fucked up. Just like here, I'm being gracious and letting you cheat, and then you just like undercut me. Wow. So now I'm now I got a panic. Hold no, on. tell right, me. So well, tell me. Well, tell me what uh, what you liked about him. No, no, tell no, 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 no. It's fine. No, it's but tell fine. me. No, I mean, before I, you course, pick a new guy. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got like, you know, we got Dale Point two point here. I mean, that, yes. you can't just not say that. You know, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, it's 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 evident. Uh, and then I just appreciated, you know, what you were saying as far as like his little uh, alliteration sentence puns. Like there was there was a lot of things in there but just how like long it went like that's like a lot to remember it's right a lot to like smoothly deliver especially when you're nervous as shit so he like practice that courtney yeah good job courtney good job good job courtney uh all right so my fifth that's and truthfully my sixth because you know reasons is <laughs> let's see pile them on let's see i know well, now i'm panicking let's see i'm gonna say not necessarily because I really like him, but I, and he was an intro person, so spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, was Justin. More because, like, I liked, he was a good painter. Like, usually when people are like, oh, I'm like a painter, you know, like, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. And he was having, like, the, the rose stuff. I was like, that's a really yeah. good rose. So yeah. that is quite literally the only reason he's getting my fifth spot. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to regret giving any sort of endorsement, but like, you know, because really? it's based off of nothing else. Well, it's based oh, off of nothing yeah. else. So like, Well, these aren't endorsements. These are just, we just don't want to run through all 30 men. They're so endorsements. Just, the things, we're nope, sealed. I do not endorse any of the men that I chose. <laughs> don't you dare yeah, put that fair, on me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that was like a, that was like a very much compromising choice. I don't feel <laughs> great about it, but like, you got to pick somebody. That's just the rules yeah. of the kickball game, you know? Yeah. I just like in the spirit of what you just said of like you don't want to endorse this person and maybe that's why you're sure. hesitant to choose them. I would yeah. love to like just like run through some of the people who I was like, Ugh. for example, RV guy, uh, skin spe- specialist just, of some s- sort. He was like a he was like a skin salesman, surgical yeah. skin salesman. Okay, sir. already already weird vibes, already weird vibes. Um, on, so like before we move on from him, I feel like if you're a surgical skin salesman, you don't get like a bit. You have to like explain being a surgical skin salesman. Like we can't just brush past I think that. I agree with that. Yeah, we can't. You know, you don't get a fun bit. No. <laughs> there was, you know, the guy who posed with the fish where I was like, dude, are you not online? You don't know that that's over? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to bring it back. He's trying to be a little more uh, retro. Yeah, clearly. And then there was a guy who, like, brought the fake family heirloom, which, like, thank God, because that would have been so cringy. <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate his commitment to that. I, yeah. was, I was actually debating him for the fifth choice, so I'm mm. glad you brought him up. Were there any other, like, honorable, let's call them honorable mentions, honorable mentions that stuck out to you? Honestly, I think it's basically all of those, because after... Cause the underwear the guy. Is, Wait a minute, the underwear guy. What the freak was that? Oh, yeah. That, like, just confused me. I was like, so confused. So there was, like, that... Who was that? That was... Um, um, Kyle. Kyle. Uh, yeah, I was, like... There was just not very, a ton of explanation for, like, is that, like, your underwear? Is that used? Is that, 
Is that a jock strap? I don't even know if it was like a jock strap. Technically, I got a lot of questions. So many questions. Yeah. But, anyway. you know, beyond that, there's not really any a ton of like other honorable mentions. I feel like there was like literally in my notes, you, you're getting a little glimpse behind the curtain. Uh, baby got batch listener. Uh, if someone was just like, oh, I'm so excited you're the bachelorette and I'm nervous. You know, I just wrote general niceties. General niceties. The comment. <laughs> general niceties. Because it's like there's too many men. I can't like make a comment on every single person if it's going to sound kind of similar to the last person who just yeah. left the limo. So general niceties it is. Yeah. Um, we're finally at the cocktail party. Limo entrances are done. And Caitlin and Tasha come in to like debrief with Katie. And of course she is stuck on the cat. She's in, she's in heat, if you will. A oh God. Bit. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk right by that <laughs> and say, I think Fair it's enough. kind of funny. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that the, that she, while she's like all super like gushing over him, the men are simultaneously like roasting this dude. Like there's no way. Blah, blah, blah. Which I think just goes to show, like, don't be an asshole. Because, you know, people like nice, genuine, cute people. So, lay off dudes. That was... So, I also, like, don't understand, like, when people are angry at men for, like, doing, like, a bit. Or just people in general. It's like, how could you embarrass yourself like that? It's like, that's the most egregious thing he could have done is show up as a cat. It's literally projecting. That one guy was like... Yeah, he was like... There was someone who was, like, traumatized by cats in that group. Because that was just, like, a... Just yeah, there was the 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 uh, the statement did not match the crime, if you will. Yeah, and it's it's like this whole like macho man thing of like that's not how a real man works. It's like no, that's just <laughs> there's no guideline, there's no rules. It's literally just projecting like your insecurities onto someone who is brave enough to do things that you would be too horrified exactly. of doing, and not exactly. so. Yeah, yeah protect. What, what do you always say? Protect him at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> protect him at all costs. I'll, I'll say that for now, but it's also. It's too early for me no, to like I don't start vouching to protect I don't mean him specifically, people. but you say you love that <laughs> phrase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to dish it out. I don't just dish out protection for anybody. Okay, you know, gotcha. Got, gotcha. No. Noted. Um, until then, after we have Katie coming in to give her speech, and I got to say, I'm like, this is probably why they always drink champagne, because she's clinking her glass around. And it's loud as heck. And I'm like, if there was a sound person there, this would have never been allowed. And so, of course, this is small insignificant detail that adds nothing and detracts nothing from the show. But yeah. God damn it, I'm going to mention it because it bothered me. I just, uh, see, I'm just, uh, you know, pour one out for either the sound people who were there in the moment or the people in post who had to be like, why the fuck did we have this class who just had to like stress over this like minute detail, which is like, you know, uh, so someone just like worked hard to try to minimize that as much as possible and mm-hmm. uh, respect you. You're, you're seen. Yeah. I also love that when they went to cheers, like all of the dudes glasses were empty and I was like, yep, <laughs> they're on their way. They're, they're on they're their going way. For it. They're going for it. All right, so cocktail party time. Um, one thing that I thought was really cute was that everyone was super nervous. Like, I mean, she was obviously super nervous, and they always are, you know, at the beginning. But I think you can literally see her start to gain her sea legs. So, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, like from the before limo to after limo, and I think a huge part of that is thinking she was going to be alone and then not ending up being alone. Um, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I also think too. Like, there was a lot of people you know, obviously like being nervous on like the first night and like you haven't done this before, like is very 
they don't normal. know what's happening. But I feel like I feel like this group of guys was like especially nervous. Like yes. where because I think it's one thing to say you're nervous, but it's another to be uh very visibly like befumbled, if you will. Like yeah. especially Greg. Greg just like could not get words out of his face. And he's like, wow, you're really like just struggling over here. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Can I be honest? When I saw him, when I saw them speaking together, I literally, I, re- I made a note about how like I love watch. Again, I'm assuming, because I don't know anything about Greg. I'm assuming that he's sure. never watched the show before or like he's very mm-hmm. barely watched the show before. Um, I'm assuming he's not a fan. And <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I kind of think that I, I, I like love seeing the men who have never, who don't know like the rules or the norms or the do's and don'ts, so yeah. to speak, like go on the show. And sometimes it's like very clear. And one of my nieces actually, she's a little older. She makes uh, like these really specialty like necklaces. I know it's like really too soon to like give you something. It's I, never too soon in this bubble. No, I, I know. I know. But like, I just like have this rule, like you shouldn't be giving somebody like a gift on like the first date, you know? Yeah. So this is a date. So, I don't know. I put in a good word with my niece. You know, she has this like long waiting list. You know, she's like really good at making these necklaces. So, yeah. but oh my god! Well, she's three. I'm not. <laughs> that is so cute. It's it's not real gold, by the way. This is just like pasta. It's better know. than gold. It was just very funny, but also. So I think that also, if you're not familiar with what the fuck's going on, that can play into nervousness. But part of me also thought he was just kind of a little drunk. Like, like mm, I, I, could I see that. Yeah. I definitely was like, Ooh, is he nervous or is he a little drunk? I don't know. Mate, por qué no los dos? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the macaroni salad uh, necklace was extremely cute and a good way to like, you know, learn about his family and how he's the last one. And he needs babies. Katie, he needs babies. Yeah. And I mean, that interaction, plus like just all of these, you know, really quick interactions that we get from a lot of these different guys is just like reaffirming my general consensus that this group of guys is just like a bunch of adorkable dorks, you know, like they're just like a little nervous. They're, I don't know, they seem like kind hearted and fun so far. So we'll see if I regret those words. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And then once again, like I, I know we touched on it before, but have to shout out the ball pit of love over here because mm-hmm. like that's just it's just once again something that i didn't know i needed and i'm really into it and now like if i am pitched a date and it's there's not a ball pit involved like i don't want to go you know i think that's a new base level requirement you should Might put that in your in your hinge bio or your date yeah. sorry your dating app bio no one sponsors us so no free ads <laughs> um you should put that in your dating app profile bio see how well it's that done. goes it's done i'm hopefully it'll land um, the night goes on. I think to your point about like, you know, being cautiously optimistic about this good group of guys, I think I kind of felt that and saw that with the hockey game, the impromptu hockey game, you know, like at first mm, it's like a cute yeah. moment, um, with Katie and, and this Canadian firefighter man, but then other people are allowed to get involved and it was just like very fun and like they were all looked like they were having fun. Um, and so you yeah. love that, not stirring up drama, stirring up friendship vibes, Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, I, I do have to call out another moment here is like, you know, my fifth place kickball team guy, Justin, is like, you know, again, talking about his art. He has this like rose painting where it's like, oh, like you could be the middle if you give me a rose. Blah, blah, blah. And then we get the first kiss. No and build up for I that. I will say that was like 
that was an intense kiss. Like, I mean, here's, I feel like this is a relatable moment where, you know, Katie, it's like been like a long quarantine. I know she was on, you know, Bachelor, but you know, there's just like a lot of yearning for physical touch. And I think Mm -hmm. Katie is just like embodying that feeling of like, I just want to make out with somebody and we're going to go all in because that was, that was quite the kiss a little bit. Yeah. I feel like even though it's getting more and more common to see some first kisses on night one, which I'm all for, I feel like there's usually some sort of like build up or like you you're like is it gonna happen and i felt like wait did i miss something did i look away for two seconds and then they were making out and maybe i did because i think i do remember them talking about uh art and stuff but i just truly felt like oh wait wait this is the first this is the first one okay this is the first one very very out of nowhere well speaking of things that were out of nowhere we need to talk about like, you know, everybody's vibing. Everyone's having like that fun little hockey thing. Like overall, everyone's getting along. And then out of nowhere, we get Aaron saying to Cody, I don't like you, bro. I've never liked you. Again, a moment where I was like, wait, did I like just black out for like five minutes and I missed like a whole feud? It was just <laughs> quite literally out of nowhere. I'm like, wait, do you know each other? Like, are you from the same town? Like, we need a lot more context to this. And then it was never explained. Never, was never explained. fucking explained. I never. I also thought that I was like, oh, this is some some of that like producer magic, like two guys who had beef in college or whatever thing that they do every so often. Like we do see that every so often. And then nothing. Cody, I think, was the guy he was beefing with. Cody was looked equally surprised and equally confused. <laughs> I think Aaron was probably a little drunk. Honestly, it was. It was. I've never liked you. That got me. I was like. It's been max like four hours. Like I know it's a long night, but it hasn't been that long. And that's like, I can't even imagine saying that to a person, even someone I had never liked. That's just like really. That's real real bold. That's an intense statement. That's like really going for the soul with that one, man. Yeah. So hopefully we learn a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking on not, not the best vibes, we have Jeff giving a tour of his RV and it feels creepy. I think we all knew that he was going home night one. I think so. I mean, I will say, like, I was just getting flashbacks to Tasha and Ivan's fantasy suite date in an RV and or camper, whatever that yeah, thing was. The little and it looked very thing. similar. And I think it was, like, the shot into the bedroom. I was like, wait, I'm getting transported back yeah. in time. And and I'm honestly not even convinced that Jeff owns that RV. I think it's just <laughs> the same exact one. Well, I just, like, cringed so hard when he was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. I promise you, it's just iced tea. Thank you. Don't so worry, much. I'm not gonna bring in an RV, give you alcohol, and just try to show you the bedroom. <laughs> Cheers, sir. What, who's <laughs> thinking that? No one's thinking that. Yep. Yeah. What? Why are you it's thinking? Very, that? Feels like a very Jeff thing to say. I, Damn it, Jeff. So Jeff, Ugh, get Jeff out of <laughs> here, guys. And then once again, skin salesman can't get over it. Can't. I'm glad that we're not going to learn more about that. I will say. <laughs> the window of opportunity is closed. You know, spoiler alert, guys, he went home. Um, and then finally, finally, Box Guy is revealed. I think, you know, like I said earlier, I was kind of worried that it was going to be like setting this man up for failure, but he was very traditionally handsome. I also think that he couldn't have possibly been just like sitting in the box the whole time because his suit was like crisp as fuck. Like he had no wrinkles yeah. in him. And maybe I'm just the weirdo that notices all these small details that are insignificant. But I, that was the first thing I noticed. I will say he looked a little sweaty. So part of me was like, I could believe 
the the box, but all, but you don't think they all sweaty. look sweaty? I think they all look yeah. No, sweaty. that was that was the thing too. Is like you know right. So like they were all sweaty. So you know like I I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that when they were about to do the grand reveal, he got like a quick touch up. A quick touch up. Listen, if I was if I was box boy, I would want that quick touch up. You're about to make your debut. You've been in a box for a while. Like just like get some powder, like whatever. Yeah. You know, just a little touch up, a little tweeze. It's fine. <laughs> um, then I think after we find out who's in the box, I think we find out a little more about Cat Guy. Yeah, we're really leaning into like this Cats the Musical aesthetic here because like the cat thing wasn't enough. We got to make them do songs. I'm like, oh, I'm getting flashbacks to James Corden and Jason Derulo as live animated cat humanoid people things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I liked it. I don't know. It was too, it was too yeah. much. Like, I'm on board with Catboy, but I was like, this is taking me back to a dark memory. Yeah. I'm really glad Katie genuinely likes him. And not that I doubted that she genuinely likes him. I'm just, I'm glad that she really, really liked him. And I think, yeah, he's there to date Katie, not the viewers. But I was just kind of like, I think it would have been too much for me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still go for that little makeout, though. Oh, so, my God. And then it was all over her face. She's, she needed a touch-up for sure after that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and he got one, too, because at the rose ceremony, his nose. I bet you anything the producers were like, we don't want anyone to know. We don't want this type of drama yet. <laughs> like, fix you up. Makeup guy or makeup lady, come fix the cat nose. Like, they it was just got to close down the set for, like, an hour. Just be yeah. like, all right, we need to make it look pristine. <laughs> and so then after Catman, we have... Um, I'm forgetting his name, but man with with child, and I say that because I remember they're talking about how hard it is to like leave, you know, their loved ones behind. You know, he he has a dog who's the same name as Katie's cat. And she's talking about how hard it was to leave Tommy behind, and how you know it was like a difficult decision, but she just wanted to focus on the guys and whatever. And then they're like bonding over the fact that like they they have like these fur babies, but then he's like, and also have a real baby. And I was like, wait. The whiplash. I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't compare for babies to real babies because real babies are different. A bit of a buried deed. <laughs> yeah. Just hold on to that one. Yeah. My favorite part about their interaction um, is, you know, I guess Katie's talking about what she wants for herself and, you know, how she's keeping open mind and stuff. And she she mentioned something that I think is so incredibly special. And I think it's my favorite thing that she's said in the whole episode. And it seems like you'd be an amazing mother, too. <laughs> is that something that you want? For me, I definitely want kids in some way I think you know whether it's someone who already has a child that's something I'm fine with if someone doesn't want children I think I'm also fine with that really I'm just open to all scenarios yeah absolutely yeah I think I think that that is like very new and refreshing like that's something that has never been spoken in Bachelor Nation and I think it's something that should be addressed like I don't I think it's okay if you're on the fence I think it's okay if you want children and I think it's very okay if you don't and I think that yeah, to right. me, like, really made my like heart flutter a little. I was like, yes, yes, we should normalize that it's a choice and not like an obvious thing that's going to happen when you become an adult because that's what everyone wants. Right. It's like just the traditional pathway that you got to follow. You got to want it. Yes, yeah. exactly. What I also liked, well, I liked her her openness too about like that also being a de- sort of a decision that would be influenced by her partner. Like yeah. if they have a kid, like that would be, you know, totally cool. Like she was open to having kids. She was open to not like that. I just, I liked that openness too, where, 
it's okay to not know yet. You know, you yeah. don't need like this hard stance. Like you must be like, I'm never having kids or like, I'm having, you know, it's, it's okay to not know. It's okay to go with the flow of life and the changes that can come with that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right after that was the first impression rose reveal and rose ceremony. Yeah. Just like back to back. back and to also back. with that first impression rose, I don't know if like was that plate like especially small for that rose? I feel like it's I usually a notice. little bit of a bigger. It was such a tiny little plate. Like I know it's like a lapel rose that they yeah. get, so it's not like this whole. You know, you don't need a platter, if you will. But it seemed like especially tiny. Where it's like, wow, you got like a plate that was like designed for a lapel rose pin because there's no space. That thing can fall off so easy if you're not careful. This is what I noticed, and this is what I care about. Apparently, listeners. Do you think that the plate was too big or too small or too extremely unusually small? Email us, babygotbatchpot at gmail.com. It feels, it feels important to call out, you know? Maybe my priority. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I thought that Catman was going to get the first impression rose when nervous slash drunk man who wants a big family got the first impression rose. I was a little surprised. I could tell that she liked him. Um, I was just a little surprised because I felt like there was more momentum in other conversations but again we only see what we see and so he's right. seemed equally nervous as drunk <laughs> um and flustered and excited you know ha- very happy to be here very surprised that he made a good first impression which i think that made me kind of happy you know like like not overly confident or cocky or anything that we can see sometimes um on the first night and yeah i think it so, was all that i think it was all that macaroni necklace that's like what really sealed the deal it's like yeah. okay well this is fashion yeah that and the fact that oh i i don't know if we've mentioned this yet but um something that did stand out to me about macaroni necklace nervous drunk man family man is that when he came out of the limo or or after he said hello to katie katie said he looks like my ex-boyfriend and so that oh, has also God. stood out to me and so i'm like hmm, i wonder how much that plays a part in it just like she said is it a good thing is it a bad thing we're gonna find out and I'm curious, like, what that ex-boyfriend thinks about, like, that line being dropped. And it's like, all of a sudden, you have to be like, wait, am I that? Okay, I'm that ex-boyfriend. Like, do we look a little, you know, just, it's going to be interesting experience. Yeah. So we get to the rose ceremony. We get a whole bunch of guys who are getting roses that I still don't know the names of. It's, like, really hard to tell who's staying, who's going. So we kind of, like, did our best to, like, keep track of who got sent home. But before we go through that little list, I do have to acknowledge at the very end, we get that line, gentlemen, it's the final rose tonight from Caitlin. So we're stepping into the duty. We're commanding it. So good job, Caitlin. Yeah. I will say that I, I loved Katie's hype up speech. Thank you all for coming tonight, but also the last two weeks. I know it took a lot for you guys to be here. And I want you guys to know that it means everything to me, each and every one of you. I'm nervous, you know? This is hard. Tonight was hard for me to make these decisions. I just want you guys to know if your name is not called, it's nothing to do with you as a person. You're just not the right person for me. Because this ends in an engagement. And so when I offer you a rose, I hope you understand the weight that goes with that rose. I don't really remember there normally being like a little hype up speech before a rose ceremony or even like even the first one. I just remember it being like, thank you for your time. And she was just kind of like, I just liked it. I thought it was like very well said. Yeah, because I feel like they've done it before, but this one felt like especially long. 
you know, mm-hmm. and like thought out. And yeah. Yeah. So I was a fan too. Yeah. Just like really hyping up the men. Yeah. Right. But I think we said goodbye to Jeff, Marty, Brandon, Landon, Austin, <laughs> and Gabriel. I think. All right, Question Gabriel, mark? my friend. We're actually not sure Gabriel's yeah. gone. So, <laughs> so Gabriel, as we remember from the beginning of the episode, was like my first impression, Rose, of like literal audible gas while I was watching. I don't know why. Sure. Is he cute? Yes, but I'm not, not someone who normally like cares about a physical first impression or anything, the deep breathing thing. I liked it. All throughout the cocktail party, in my notes, whenever I wrote something, after everything I'd write, where's Gabriel? Where's Gabriel? Where's he? Um, so I kind of had a sinking feeling. I, I thought that he got eliminated, but you don't see him say goodbye. And Brett said an excellent point where like he rewatched it a couple times and he doesn't know if uh, Gabriel went home or not. And I guess that gives me a little bit of hope. Just a teensy yeah, bit. It's kind, of, it's kind of like when the villain dies at like the end of the movie and you're like, but we, did we see them die? Like, or did they, <laughs> were we just told of their death? You know, so like there's a chance that like next next movie, next episode, he just like comes back to our <laughs> lives. We'll see. I but I also feel like because what that reminded me of was Kristen from Matt season because she mm-hmm. was a fave of both of ours. Yeah, we liked her a lot. I was just so mad that, yeah, like I always get so mad when uh, contestants, especially ones that I like, uh, you know, get eliminated and there's just like no acknowledgement of there's their existence. There's no evidence. Nothing. <laughs> They don't get like that little walk up and be like, oh, like, thanks, blah, good luck. Just give them that. Give them that, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. That's so little to ask for. So little. And with that, we are done with the episode and we get a nice, cool, little, significantly more dramatic season promo. What do you think about it? Um, listen, there was lots of outdoorsy, getting down and dirty kind of dates. There, I, it was a good like mix of a lot of different things. There was like, of course, lots of sex positivity references. Mm-hmm. There was some a lot like, of cheesy it. romantic, you know, like sweet moments too, and got kissing in the rain. So like, they're really yeah. uh, they were versatile. And you know? I gotta say, like, okay, I I went back to look him up because I felt like I couldn't, I could no longer just say, um, drunk, nervous, first impression, sure. whatever. So Greg, Greg Grippo, or something like that, Greg. Um, He's in a lot of the promo. Like, this man has to go far. Like, he is... I think he's the one she kisses in the rain. Like, he's just, like, everywhere. He, like, even has a dramatic moment of, like, I'm going to leave. I don't know. This man, I think, is... I think I'm calling him for one of my final four. Oh, damn. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, Who else did we see a lot of? I'm trying to think. Like, there was... Well... I mean, you know who we saw was Blake Moines. Blake. <laughs> we saw Blake. We saw, And I will say, like, when I first heard that this was a thing, I was like, you know, come on. Like, do we have to do this every single season? You know, we just did this with Heather. That didn't go particularly well. But then I sat with it. And we'll see, like, how they actually vibe later on in the season, whenever that may be. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, I think they have, like, a some more sense of humor. Yeah. And I, in general, like Blake. So yeah. it could be a good fit. Yeah. yeah. I can I can see like some potential there. So I guess we'll see. My first thought is him like knocking on the door of his ex-girlfriend's hotel room asking him to help her get him with his next girlfriend potentially. 
<laughs> like, yeah. Tasha, remember yeah. me? Remember when you broke up with me and her one on one, and we cried? We both cried on like a mountainside or in the desert or wherever the fuck they were. I'm back, it's baby. Gonna, I mean, honestly, it's it's funny you bring that up because that's like a whole other element to this. Is I mean, of course, <laughs> Tasha's gonna talk to Katie about Blake, and like that's such a weird fucking situation yeah. in general because he made it pretty far too. All yeah. things considered, he was like top so, five or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I remember with Blake when he was on Tasha's season is I think when Tasha sent Blake home, that was like the first time she really like fucking cried. Really fucking like, cried. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I'm curious if obviously, you know, Tasha's perfectly happy now and her and Zach are fucking adorable uh, and rocking it in New York. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some old feelings get drudged up. How can they not? It wasn't that long ago. I don't know. I feel like Tasha was not that into Blake. Like, I think that she, you know, liked him, but I felt like the energy was, like, so clearly different between Blake and, like, her final four. Yeah, true. Like, even four, true. like, all four of them. Remember, we were like, they're all so great. Like, holy shit. I think it's just kind of like, you know, mourning the end of a relationship or, like, or yeah, how hard, true. or, like, knowing that you're going to break someone's heart who's, like, really yeah, starting to like yeah. you and you're just not there yet. And that was, the, I think that yeah, was the first one sense. where it was, like, kind of serious. Like, you know, maybe we got a taste with like Bennett or whatever, but like it was, it was like, oh, this is like starting to get really hard. Yeah, no, I can see that too. Good point. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so obviously we get uh, appearance from Blake whenever that might happen. We also get appearances from Wells and Nick, and of course yeah. the ambulance, the ultimate the- cameo <laughs> that's got to be there every single season, every time. Maybe it's maybe it's not like a paper cut this time. Maybe it's actually serious, but it's probably just like a little paper cut because that's that's the formula, baby. That's the formula, baby. Um, and so then after that extremely dramatic promo, I will say though that I didn't think. I mean, other than obviously like the guys getting heated at the new guy, Blake, it didn't seem like there was a lot of beef, which I like. I mean, obviously they treat the men different than they treat the women and, you know, the women are under different pressures than the men. But I do hope that it's a sign of like moving away from like, like um, encouraging infighting, which would be really great. So we end with that very dramatic um, and very uh, stressful preview and the episode's done and I just kind of wanted to circle back with you, Brett, about something that we talked about in the very beginning about like Tasha and Caitlin and them being, you know, our capital C, capital H co-hosts for this season. We knew from the beginning, like we mentioned, that they were going to bring great energy and I really think they did. But I kind of want to talk about like the role that they had in general. Like I feel like they did way more than Chris Harrison has done. Like they like even their commentary, like them being visibly present. And yeah. I think maybe that's a part of that is, you know, like ABC wants to like to show people that like this is like fun, like we're having fun and give people a chance to forget Chris Harrison. So maybe that's why they're right. encouraging more from the hosts. But yeah. I still think it's like really helped elevate the show in general. And I was wondering your your thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree for sure. And I think the gut check that kind of puts a lens on it all is... I never 
finished watching an episode of Bachelor Bachelorette all that before this, and I was like, oh, you know, I really wish like that episode actually had more Chris Harrison in it. I really mm-hmm. could have used this insight a little bit more. With this, I actually almost wanted more of them, which yeah. uh, which is nice because maybe we just got like a little bit of a taste of them co-hosting, and then we're going to get more of their vulnerable sit-downs and, again, relatable uh, expertise and more personal expertise. But mm-hmm. yeah, I left this episode like craving more from Caitlin and Tasha, and I think they're only going to like fine tune their skills too. So I'm like really excited, and yeah, yeah. I think they did a great job, and that'll yeah. only get better. Like I loved their commentary, you know, like their reactions to the guys, like, and it was tastefully done, right? Like I, I did. There were moments where I wanted more. I wanted to hear their take on like different people's entrances, and obviously we can't overshadow the the Bachelorette, and we would never want to. So I think it was tastefully done. But I, I really was like, this is fun. Like this is adding. This is almost like they're at our watch party with us, and they're, we're like all yeah. agreeing with like these silly like there's these silly little takes that we all we throw at the the tv and so that yeah was genuinely i think helped add something just added something to the show that i didn't really realize was missing until now yeah well what's nice too is like watching katie interact with tasha and caitlin especially right at the very beginning when they first revealed themselves Mm -hmm. is uh and again you don't really realize like what's missing until it's present but something that I think was interesting to think about is when you have like your traditional lead, they're constantly on guard in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously they like let their walls down and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to a degree, they're always on guard. There's yeah. not really as much of this person they can vent to. I guess there's kind of Chris, but at the same time, he's like, I don't know. He's a little bit more of this nebulous figure at the same time. So I saw with Katie and Tasha and Caitlin interacting this level of like letting the walls down, if you will, a little yeah. bit earlier on and just kind of like you're a little bit stressed and in your head and like nervous. And then Caitlin and Tasha, your pals come on over and you'd be like, oh, OK, let me just like vent to like what just happened. Mm-hmm. And it's this different dynamic. Like a quick chat it, you know? with your like your really good friend, like a quick yeah, side, right. like. Yeah, because like the chats with Chris like could be really formal, you know, like they were like respectful yeah, and nice, right. but like kind of formal. And this is like, like okay, I just need a real quick sidebar with my girlfriends. Yeah, right. So I would say, yeah, like it's a it's a great improvement in in my book. And uh, again, controversy aside, I think it's just like a, a better fit, and it makes me just super excited to see how they interact with her the rest of this season. Yay. That's another episode of Baby Got Batch. This episode was produced by us, Brett Vergara and Camila Salazar. Have any questions, comments, opinions, haikus, or love letters for us? Email them all to babygotbatchpod at gmail.com. And listen, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling like extra nice, five stars would be amazing. So amazing. And if you're not yet, follow us on social media. We're at Baby Got Batch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And listen, you got your phone up already. You got Twitter up. You got Instagram. If you want to follow us personally, we're at Brett S. Vergara and at Kami Lalala with two A's at the end on both. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you all next week. Woo! See you next week. Bye.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.